Once the realm of science fiction, artificial intelligence already plays an integral part in our everyday lives, whether we realize it or not, and it's about to become a lot more prevalent across our industry. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. This podcast is brought to you by Scudero, the software that elevates your flight operations. I'm Dave Elliott for Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. You may be surprised to learn that artificial intelligence, or AI, extends far beyond asking Siri for directions to the nearest Japanese restaurant or for tomorrow's weather forecast. In fact, AI already plays an important role not only in our homes and offices, but throughout business aviation. It also holds tremendous potential to extend into even more practical applications for everything from smart scheduling and dispatch for Part 135 and Part 91 flights to intelligent maintenance planning, to custom tailoring missions, to specific passengers' expectations and preferences. Today's guests are looking closely at how to utilize AI in the business aviation environment and exploring more areas to implement this technology. Dave Madaris is the Chief Operating Officer and CFO at Air Proxima, and George Emilio is Global Account Management Director for Aviation Business Development at Circo, a provider of ATC services to smaller airports around the globe. Dave, let's begin with you. Tell us a bit more about Air Proxima's work in using artificial intelligence to help arrange passenger travel on business aircraft. We help to um, really help flight departments use a lot of that information that they um, already have. Um, so that information is often unstructured, floating around many different systems in a lot of different silos. And, and each each flight department is separate from the other. So they have a, a silo problem. Um, what, what Air Proxima does, um, our products help to bridge that silo by working on top of existing systems and um, and making it much easier for flight departments to um, go through really complex exercises like sourcing, like supplemental uplift. So we help um, flight departments find the, the, the right aircraft for the right trip. So w- when it comes to sourcing aircraft and a, a flight department has to go find that aircraft to process in order for that scheduler dispatcher to find the right aircraft uh, it is immense. And it, it's it's not just going to one other operator, but it's potentially going to, um, you know, many tens or even hundreds of operators to find, um, the, the right option. So we use, we use AI and machine learning to crunch a lot of that, uh, a lot of the rough edges off of that problem and to show that flight department the best, uh, outsourcing options without a lot of manual data entry, um, and, and all of those, uh, uh difficult, complex calculations and decisions. Well, that sounds like it requires a tremendous amount of computing power, Dave. What kind of equipment are we talking about to facilitate this process? Well, that's kind of the the advances in the industry um, have really prevented you from needing a lot of special equipment. So we we run um, all of our services on, um, you know, large, large cloud services such as AWS and Azure. Um, those services allow us to kind of quickly access that level of, of compute power 
Now, George, your company is looking at artificial intelligence applications on the operational side of the industry and specifically in managing flight operations around airports. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, so uh, the company I work for, Circo North America, uh, provides air traffic control services. Uh, We provide that in the Western U.S., Canada, uh, United Kingdom, and the Middle East. And so my research is focused on uh, artificial intelligence in operational settings. That's mostly um, the socio-technical issues of bringing artificial intelligence into what was previously human operations. And of course, we're seeing a lot of that in uh, autonomous flight uh, and then also in remote tower, which is a kind of up and coming air traffic control uh, methodology. Well, that brings up a very interesting aspect for AI, George. How might we see artificial intelligence eventually play a role in air traffic control? So it would mostly be things like image recognition. I mean, an air traffic controller trying to look at a busy runway environment uh, can only see so many things so many times. And uh, artificial intelligence using image recognition can be watching all the time. So it could see uh, uh, issues on the runway or it could see uncooperative traffic probably easier than a human. And then it would just be able to point that out and provide, uh, let's say, a digital assistant for an air traffic controller. So what are some of the challenges standing in the way of implementing AI in the ATC environment, and how might we answer them? Just generally, I think the challenge of AI in these operational settings is really a problem of validation and certification, um, because AI is really hard to validate from a software perspective, uh, primarily because it's non-deterministic, which means uh, given the same inputs, it doesn't always give you the same output. Uh, And so that makes it hard for software developers to ensure that they don't have bugs in the system. uh, And it makes it hard for uh, the FAA to actually validate and certify those systems. And so we have a ways to go to get there. Uh, But in other areas where um, it's not safety of flight, where artificial intelligence is providing situational awareness or predictive recommendations, it functions quite well. And I think that's where you're going to see it first. That's George Emilio with ATC Services Provider Circo. More on this in a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor, Scudero, software that elevates your flight operations. Scudero is one powerful, intuitive solution for organizing all aspects of your flight operations. Whether you operate a large fleet or a single jet, Scudero can be tailored to fit your needs with customized integrations to any of your existing platforms. Access your operational data from wherever you are and enable your pilots to access relevant information using the Scudero Crew app. Elevate your flight operations with Scudero. Go to scudero.com to learn more. We're back with Air Proxima's Dave Madaris and George Emilio with Circo. Before the break, George raised a very interesting point about the many variables involved when we talk about the dynamic environment that's aviation. Dave, using AI to book flights may not sound as challenging as routing aircraft through congested airspace, but we're still talking about a large number of variables in that process. How does this technology actually process that information so it can, for example, rapidly identify the best transportation option for somebody looking for a flight? One of the things that that AI is, is really good at is that ability to look across very, very broad sets of data. Um, including many different data sets in different domains, and to, to find patterns in the complexity that are, are far beyond what a human can see. 
um, because because it's a machine. I mean, because we're running this on on servers, um, we've got the ability to to run that um, that complexity in the background all the time. So we can always be watching um, and, and running these AI algorithms um, over that data set, constantly training them, improving them without the users really knowing that that anything is going on. Um, and to George's point, that's I think really key is that you know. AI does have a validation problem, um, and when it comes to something as as uh, as dynamic as aviation, where the consequences of a of a, a failure are so high, um, I think it is going to be really hard for for AI to kind of cross that threshold um, in any any near term uh, uh, time frame. But what what is definitely available today is for the ability for that that AI systems to act as a uh, an extra set of eyes so that they they better focus their attention um, in the case of of sourcing charter you know that 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 seems like a trivial problem but if you were to take what happens today um, uh, say a, a dispatcher at a uh, charter operator going to look for a trip that they know that they have to go outsource um, you know that would involve them going manually through uh, several different tools probably pulling down 15 to 20 um, options that they are then going to call or email. Um, all of that has to be sorted by, um, you know, the, the, which one is likely to give you a, a reasonable answer. And then they have to go get that formal um, engagement from that, that counterparty. Um, whereas with, with the, the ML and AI systems, we're able to, to really chop off a lot of the rough edges by answering that question of, hey, he, who is the uh, exact counterpart that you should go to with the exact tail number and get that 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 price for that supplemental uplift within a few percentage points. George, something you've both mentioned with regard to the validation process and the work that still needs to be done is that with each validation step, the software is learning how to do the job better next time. Yes, that's a blessing and a curse because uh, in the world of software development, you have what's called regression testing, which means uh, every time you add new data to the algorithm, you have to go back and check that it didn't mess up anything else. Uh, and so the the more the algorithm learns, the more you have to go back and do regression testing to make sure you, you didn't mess up any of the code. Just a perennial problem. It's problem will get passed, but it is a challenge for developers. Now, when new human controllers train in the ATC environment, they progress through a series of tests in order to qualify for work at various air traffic control facilities and positions. At what stage would you say we're at with artificial intelligence in this process? If I were to simplify uh, artificial intelligence, and it's not my thinking, it comes from a book from uh, Harvard Business Review called Predictive Machines. Uh, what they're saying is just think of artificial intelligence as really cheap, really good prediction. And, and that many problems can be solved as prediction problems will change the way in which we do many things. Uh, if you kind of think back, your uh, iPhone is really just a calculator. But when you think about how many things you can do with that calculator, you know, it uh, took over for your camera, your phone, your stereo system, the maps in your car. Uh, all of those things just became calculator problems. So as we look forward, there's going to be a whole set of problems we can solve with prediction, with really good, really cheap prediction. And that's what artificial intelligence has made available really to the general public. And, and we're going to see quite a few things change moving forward. Dave, it's important to note that we're not just speaking of AI applications in some minor isolated roles, but across 
all aspects of the aviation environment, including maintenance and operational predictions that help determine when an aircraft will need service. What other areas do you see AI expanding to within flight departments in the coming years? Relatively consistent throughout aviation. Um, I, I think that the first spots that um, the industry is going to see a real impact is is certainly going to be in, in, in maintenance, predictive maintenance um, is already uh, um, benefiting from that. I think that... Um, if you could kind of imagine this, this steady creep of, of AI and, and machine learning, it's not that it's not that your everyday user will all of a sudden know, hey, I'm, I'm uh, switching a system from one system into an AI system. It's that your existing systems will start to have more and more um, functions and features that behind the scenes are enabled by, you know, better, better machine learning, better AI. Um, and that will just start to take the the, the rougher edges off of um, the way that that flight departments in the industry uses. But they, there will be specific, you know, point uses of AI that just appear. And it's like, hey, all of a sudden I can now save three hours or do something in in 15 minutes that used to take me three hours. And I think that will have a, a big impact on uh, on how the industry um, operates. And George, I understand the FAA is also closely examining this technology? Yeah, I would say so. And, uh, you know, the issues aren't just technical. The issues are social as well. You certainly think about the air traffic controller crowd. They might be quite skeptical about using artificial intelligence in their environment. And there's some reasons why that would be true. Uh, AI doesn't always perform perfectly. If, If you give it the right data, it will generally outpredict humans by a long shot. Uh, in areas of data uncertainty or in highly changing environments, it doesn't perform as well. And so for users of AI, they have to understand the constraints as as well as the uh, enablers for that kind of technology. Well, this sounds like we face kind of a steep learning curve for this software and this technology, but that curve is perhaps equally as steep when we're talking about people working in our industry, accepting AI and learning how to properly use it because AI isn't something you can throw a problem at and expect it to solve, right, George? Yeah, and I would say increasingly, and I think Dave would agree with this, the learning curve is not as steep uh, to use it, uh, but understanding what it can do for you and what it's not doing for you, and also certainly some of the data privacy and data security issues, uh, you have to be a fairly sophisticated organization to use it properly. I think, George, you get some really interesting points that 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 bear um, some focus I think that um, how how the industry buys AI solutions is going to be really really interesting as it plays out over the next uh, few years um, obviously you know we've hit probably peak AI in the the broader uh, you know in industry in terms of the the hype and the promise and how much uh, resources have gone to it but what's very different um, about aviation is that the, the the fragmentation of the aviation industry is is really significant um so there's 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 far fewer kind of mid to large size companies in the aviation sphere that are willing to invest in developing and customizing their own data science teams to implement their own ml solutions and for good reason it's it's relatively expensive i mean i think that the average median data data scientist salary in the u.s is is 
you know, above 250,000 right now. So if you think you need a, a three or four person team to go implement some of these problems, you're very quickly into a, a multi-million dollar project. Um, and, and how to balance that against the ROI you get is going to be difficult. Now, on the other side of that, there's, um, you know, obviously some very, very powerful toolkits that have come out in terms of what's available on the industrial scale um, via players like um, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, in terms of, of them enabling um, savvy users to, to use those services off the shelf and to make big leaps and bounds. But domain-specific focus will make it kind of prohibitive for, for mid-sized um, companies to do this on their own. So I think we'll see a, an interesting dynamic come out with, with um, smaller, dedicated companies that, that do focus on um, the aviation space becoming kind of the way that AI is, is adopted by the industry. But that, I think it's an important point. It's kind of how we buy AI and ML and software is probably going to be different in, in the aviation industry than, than it, how it's been adopted by the, the broader world. That's Dave Madaris, the Chief Operating Officer and CFO at Air Proxima, along with George Emilio, Global Account Management Director for Aviation Business Development at Circo, a provider of ATC services to smaller airports around the globe. It really does sound like we're approaching a new world when we're talking about artificial intelligence and across a variety of fronts, but the business aviation community has long shown itself to be receptive and adaptive to new technologies, and we're likely to see AI across multiple aspects of our industry in the near future. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Dave Elliott for Pete Combs, and thanks for listening to Flight Plans.